Are your group fitness classes as good as they can be? Are you giving members a world-class experience? In this episode of Two Brain Radio, Josh Martin and Sean McQueen will tell you exactly how to run classes that will delight your members. More on that topic in just a second. Two Brain Radio is brought to you by Agard, providing elite insurance for fitness and sport. Agard offers coverage for functional fitness facilities, mixed martial arts gyms, and even events and competitions. You can also get access to healthcare insurance, discounted AEDs, and discounted background checks. Agard's coverage options are designed to keep you safe. To find out more, visit affiliateguard.info. Hello and welcome to Two Brain Radio. I am your host, Josh Martin, and today I have a very special guest, Sean McQueen. Sean is the owner of Railroad CrossFit in Hudson, New York. They've been around for nine years. And Sean is also one of the mentors on our team at our sister company, Two Brain Coaching, where he is the mentor for the group coaching course that we have on that. Sean, it's great to have you with us today, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Josh. Josh, I want to thank you and uh, for having me on and for the listeners for listening to uh, this podcast we got going. Absolutely, man. So today, I'm super pumped to have you on. We're going to talk about uh, really how to coach a great group class. Um, you know, a couple of years ago when, I don't know if you've ever heard this story, but when Chris and I were deciding who we wanted to be a part of the team to kind of build Two Brain Coaching, he asked, okay, well, who do you think is the person that we need to lead the group coaching course? And before he could even finish his sentence, I knew that that person had to be you. Um, and so I'm, I'm so thrilled that you are a part of that team and that you're here with us today because I think if people stick around for the, the whole conversation that we're going to have, they're going to come away with a whole lot of knowledge to really just be the best, absolute, what we say at Two Brain Coaching, world-class coach that they could possibly be. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm honored to hear that story and for you to share that. I appreciate that. And I agree. I hope that whoever is listening can grab at least one thing and walk away with knowledge, value, something to implement, share, and uh, makes their day, their coaching that much better. Awesome, man. Well, so let's just get right into it then. When, when we talk about delivering a great group class, how would you define what that means? Like if, 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 you, if somebody's listening and they're like, great, well, what does that actually mean? What do you think about? That's a great question. And I would imagine that a lot of us would say, yeah, I lead a great group class. You know, to me, a great group class starts well before the class even begins, and that is in your preparation. And that preparation has to be implemented with a lesson plan. And that lesson plan is like your true north. It's how you're going to lead and organize that whole session for the day, how you're going to communicate your adjustments, your modifications. You So you can be one step ahead, you know your flow, you know your organization for that class. And members, your members want that. So it starts there, being prepared before you even step foot on the floor. And then it's this total package experience from when, from the time people get there to the moment they leave. And that, you know, in the middle, you know, it's all the things of, you know, saying their name and being genuinely excited when you, when you actually see them walk in the door. Um, it's, Everyone it gets a safe hour, so everyone's safe. That should be a coach's number one goal. People had a fun experience that they would share and tell someone about. What, what made that a memorable 
experience for that day, they got a great workout on their terms. Everyone's terms are going to be a little different, whether they're 60, 50, 40, or wherever they're at within their fitness journey. And, you know, probably most important to me is that everyone was seen, felt, heard, and appreciated. And this is a big one. And I feel like this gets often overlooked. This could be the subtle, you know, the subtle difference of somebody walks in and they got their hair highlighted. They're wearing different earrings. They're, they've got new shoes. Or it could be honoring the fact that they pushed themselves in a really tough workout for the day. Or they got their first double under. Those things are so critical because everybody wants to feel seen, heard, and appreciated. And that stuff is the makeup of a great group class. Man, there's so much to uh, for people to unpack there. And mm-hmm. I would really encourage, if that sounded like a lot, to like pause it and <laughs> rewind and listen to that again. And and even for me, like now I'm doubting my ability as a coach <laughs> to an extent because when I asked you that question and you started getting into it, I was thinking, oh, well, he's going to say it, it starts on time. So if the class is at nine, it starts at nine. And you completely blew that out of the water of like, no, it actually starts all the way back to when your preparation started. Um, and, and I'm sure that these are things that longtime veteran coaches already do unconsciously. But for the new coach, I think that that's so super important to keep that in the forefront of your mind is that preparation. And so I think that's the first big takeaway that I had. The second is like you, you've, you've heard this and I, you've probably even said this, that you want to deliver the best hour of somebody's day. And I've heard so many people in the fitness space, use that terminology and that phrase. But something that you highlighted that would indicate to me that you accomplished that is that you gave them uh, this experience that they are going to go and talk and talk about and share with somebody else. And so it, it, this isn't a podcast or this episode isn't a podcast about marketing. Um, but if you think about it from that perspective, delivering this amazing group class to somebody becomes a kind of a vehicle for marketing. That's, I, I really like how you broke that down. I love how you got some nuggets already, Josh. Yeah, man. I, <laughs> hey, I, I've been coaching for a long time, but I, I, was, uh, I know enough to know that I still have so much to learn. So, you know, real quick, I was going to say too, something that I still do, um, and I, I preach this to the mentees that I work with, is this element of rehearsing. And, you know, so I'll write my lesson plan out and I'll look at it and I'll go through how I want to communicate certain sections. So my communication can always improve and get better and better. And that's how it has over time. And, you know, when I'm at that whiteboard, I want to be fluid. I want to be smooth. I want to be well-spoken. I want to make sure that the people understand and I speak to their language and their level. And that takes practice. And, you know, we can't just assume we know it or we know it all. And that's being a student, like you just mentioned. So rehearsal is a big part of it, too. Yeah, that's huge. I, I know just in, in uh, personally knowing you, you've, you've been around to a ton of different gyms. You've experienced a lot of different group classes. We've talked about it, you know, in the background. Can you contrast like how you describe this great group class with one that is, let's just call it like pretty average? Sure, sure. Um, you know, it always starts with the coach. The coach, and I, I always tell my coaches, um, and, and coaches I work with, your state is everything. You have the ability to create 
energy and presence and something dynamic. So it starts with you. So the ability, obviously, to compartmentalize and leave whatever at the door that you need to leave at the door. And when you walk in there, you bring great energy, presence, genuine enthusiasm, genuine excitement to see these people, to genuinely be happy to lead that class. I want to see on a coach that they love what they do. They love these people that they are working with. That is exciting. You know, where an average or less ideal is a coach who's distracted on their phone. They're taking care of other things. There's people standing around. They're not engaging with them. That is absolutely less ideal for your members' experience, for the business's experience, and for the coach in general. You always want to create a, a vibe, an aura, an energy before the class even begins. You know, another place could be is the whiteboard. The whiteboard, like I said before about rehearsing, you want to be well-spoken. You want, you want your class to understand. You want to obviously limit questions. You want to know it like a scientist, Josh, but be able to teach it like a kindergartner teacher to these people. And, you know, some average experiences that I've had is just briefing literally what's on the board without giving any sort of intent, what to expect, how to adjust or going deeper. You know, people really admire and they really enjoy when they can understand a little bit more of what is being presented. And they can feel safe. They can feel, okay, I know where we're going today. Um, you know, so the class itself should be well-organized and structured. And the coach should always know where they're going next. Nobody wants to be standing around. And nobody also wants a circus. So your members obviously want to feel, they want to feel safe. Um, I wouldn't call this average, Josh. I would call this less ideal, uh. where gyms are just winging a warm-up. They're not prepared. There's, uh, hey, just do it on the board or do it on the board and then we'll meet up. All that stuff is less ideal and to me lacks value in the member's total experience. And, and that's not necessarily what people are coming for in terms of world-class coaching. So world-class is always finding a way to add value, value that is important, important to them. And I'll give you like a really quick example if you don't mind. Yeah, please, this is great. So last week I was leading a class of about 10 to 12 uh, people. And it had some machine work mixed in, you know, with some other elements. And I wrote out on a physical board, they could see three different stroke per minute paces. And example was like 22 strokes per minute. Um, another was like 26 to 28 strokes per minute. And then another was like 35 to 40 plus. And I taught the class that day. There's gears you have. And there's a mistake that we all make in workouts. We jump on a machine. We go too hard. And it affects and fizzles our workout. And thus, we, we don't get out of it what we could. So I taught them that you have three gears. And I'm sure there's more, but we just kept it at three for the day. You have a forever pace, which was the first one. You have a sustained pace, which was the second. And you have a sprint pace, which was the last one. That workout of the day was a longer workout. And I said, guys, I want you to live in this sustained pace because we're mixing other, in these other modalities. And then they knew that number, that number they could always go back to when they got back to the machine. So my class of 10 to 12, they learned that day, you know, I don't have to just jump on this machine, go hard and sprint and get really, really tired two to three minutes in. And then, you know, I'm dragging for the next 20 minutes, but I have this gear now. And okay, so now they understand themselves more. And that's what I mean with finding ways to add value, whether you're nine years in or nine minutes in, the members can always receive value. So it's our job to seek of ways to add value. I love how you broke that down because it, 
as soon as you started explaining that, it tied back into what you said a minute or two ago about you need to know these things kind of like Einstein, but be able to explain it like a kindergarten teacher. So you've been a gym owner now for nine years. And I know that your expectation for your staff is, is very, very high in terms of what you want them to deliver for everybody that walks through your door. Why does that matter so much to you? You know, you're, you're spot on and, and shout out to my two, my team of two, Abby and Nolan, they are absolutely amazing. And I love them, you know, as a business owner and other business owners out there, this is your product. This is your service or one of them. It's an extension of your brand, your name and who you guys are, you know, for this area to continue to thrive, it needs to deliver and not deliver once in a while, but consistently. And you want a product that others will consistently rave about, not consistently complain about. So, you know, as a business owner, that's extremely important. And as a coach, this is your profession. This is an extension of who you are and this beautiful opportunity that you and we all get to do to change people's lives, to teach, to educate, inspire, all the meanwhile creating an experience like no other day in and day out. It's so special what we get to do, how we can create this, this hour for them. Because you can't comprehend what happens outside of that hour for people. Okay. And we have to take that role extremely seriously and constantly work on improving it and improving the craft. And if the service is valuable, I believe that we owe it to our members to deliver on that. And we should always want to give that to them. So something that sticks out to me that you I've heard you say in a roundabout way a couple of times is like the the value of the teaching and the educating that you're really doing on the day to day with your members and clients to come in. So, you know, the example that you used, you're up at the whiteboard, you're going to tell them that there's these three different things. Now, <clears throat> I know you're, you could have gone into like exercise physiology and talked about like the muscles and biomechanics and all this, but you didn't, but you still took the time to educate them and said, hey, there's these three, call it gears that you're, you can pull from. So I take it and you, maybe you could tell me I'm wrong, but I feel like a big component of what you're doing in these classes is always educating your people. Is that something that you're thinking about? Absolutely. You know, I'm thinking about their needs. I'm thinking about why do these people come here and what is it that they're after? And when you, when you sit down with people after a workout and have conversations about that workout or about how they feel, of course, people want a great workout. They want a great workout on their terms. They want to, you know, people have individual goals, of course, lose weight, gain strength, et cetera. So to take all those in and when we can educate on an average, okay, everybody wants to perform better in this workout. And I'm going to, I'm going to coach that average today. Well, if it was a strength day, it would have been something a little bit different, you know? So knowing that as a coach and getting in those conversations and then being able to deliver it back on a global platform, like to the masses, that's extremely important. Of course, you can make your individual, you know, tweaks as you go. Where if, you know, if, if I were, uh, an example could, could have been, I have a, I had a bigger athlete in the class who was just a monster on the machine. Well, I told him, Hey, I want you to live a little higher on the, the, the strokes per minute pace here, because 
you know, I think that the, the middle pace is his sustain is a little bit different than the rest of us. Mm-hmm. And that's individualized. But it's extremely important to not only have those conversations, but then to to teach and implement that back. You know, what, what's interesting is you, you talked about individualizing it right there. And I know that not only are you um, coaching the group at your gym, but you also do some personal training. What do you think are the big differences between just in general coaching group classes versus coaching, say, one-on-one sessions? You know, it's a great question. And, you know, we spoke about this a little bit where the natural organic flow would be a new coach learning to work with one person first and building their their craft there to start. One-on-one is intimate. It's you and another person. It's very individualized. You learn that there's an extreme amount of communication that needs to be ongoing for whether it's 30, 45, or 60 minutes, not only, you know, your craft that you're implementing as well. That that craft gets multiplied of how many things that you're in control of when you're coaching a group. That group is made up of many different abilities, many different skill levels, many different personalities, moods, you name it. And a well executed craft is what leads to a really great well-run class. And you need, as a, as a great group coach, extraordinary presence, awareness, leadership, and an ability to command the room. And I don't mean command the room like military boot camp. That's mm-hmm. not what I mean. Yeah. I mean command the room with a presence of, of certainty, of you know, like knowing where you're going, knowing what you're doing, uh, professionalism. And obviously you have to manage your time effectively so you can see each person as well. So there's a lot going on with group. And, you know, we've talked about this at length where the natural flow is, you know, someone comes out of some sort of certification and then jumps into coaching a half dozen people. And there's so many things going on. Oh man. Yeah. That's I full disclosure. Like I used to onboard my coaches way back in the day like that. It was like, well, well, I'm here coaching the group. Why don't you come watch me? Okay, I tell you a couple things and then boom, you're going to it. And uh, we, we created some coaches, but we probably burned some coaches that way too. And, and now we've found uh, what we believe is just the, the best way to do it. Maybe a good analogy to think about that is like learning to drive by just jumping on the freeway versus, hey, let's, let's, you know, let's go over here nice and slow do this, this nice organic way so you can get your way versus jumping on the highway and trying to dodge and weave cars at 55 miles an hour. I love that you use the car analogy, man, because if you know anything about me, that's like, that's my love language is anything automotive related. So you sold me right there. Got you. What, what do you think are the, the common, um, you know, big mistakes that novice group coaches make? Chris Cooper here. Have you got a website designer, a marketer, landing page software, a calendar, a CRM, and a form builder, communication platform, and connecting software? You can get rid of all of it by switching to Gym Lead Machine. I use this platform along with 60% of the Two Brain Mentorship team. The average gym owner saves over 300 bucks a month with Gym Lead Machine, and they'll waive the $1,000 setup fee for Two Brain Radio listeners. Switching is easy, and you can go live in a week. Visit gymleadmachine.com to watch a demo and book a sales call. You know, there's a ton here. Um, and this isn't to knock 
novice coaches because I was there once you were there, obviously. Um, And if a novice coach can hear these and maybe improve on them, that would be incredible. So, you know, what I've seen is a novice coach will make it more about the workout or what's written on the board than the human beings in front of them. Mm. And that's a, it's like lost in translation. Um, they come out of their level one or level two, and you might laugh at this and they want to just correct every single thing that they see. And yeah, we call that word vomit. It's like everything. Let me tell you everything that I just learned. Right. Right. Uh, um, this one takes time. It's the craft of leaning into emotional tel- intelligence of delivery of good, bad, good. And, you know, I don't even like the word bad in there. I like good, improve good. And what I mean by that is you see somebody, excuse me, with a fault in the push press. And that could be, you know, maybe they're pressing the bar out in front of their face versus locking out overhead versus, you know, a novice coach. No, 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 no. Bring your head through the window. And that was just what we would consider like the bad. And mm-hmm. we give them the good of, hey, man, Josh, I love how strong you are, my friend. Now, hey, in the push press, this is what I'm seeing. Let's just bring your arms back here. And then that push press will feel even better. And that takes time to build, obviously. Mm-hmm. In, in, in mm-hmm. But that, that delivery of feedback is critical. And that's important to the members. Um, we talked about this, a lack of certainty because they aren't sure of themselves. And mm, part of that is confidence. Yeah. Part of that, part of that is, of course, is confidence. But part of that is knowing, knowing, like we talked about, knowing like a scientist, but being able to teach it and perform. I've, you know, forgot the other part. Teach it like a kindergartner teacher, but perform it like a rock star. That's the yeah. Oh yeah. That's the last part. Um, And I, 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 you know, Josh, I really believe a new coach could gain a ton of credibility by being authentic and leaning into their vulnerability. And what I mean here is if I was just, here's what I mean. Let's say I um, was in your gym and all of a sudden I went and got my level one and you brought me on as a new coach. Imagine saying to your class something of the following, you know, guys, I was just there on the other side of the room like you. Now I'm up here and, you know, I'm, I'm sure you're so, so used to seeing Josh and Sean, and, and I want to say, I don't know it all. And I'm not claiming to. I'm up here because I love to help people. And I want you to know that I will work harder than ever before to become a great coach because I want to be up here to serve you guys, to help you get better. And it's not going to be perfect today, but I'm going to work on getting really great. I just think there would be some power in that vulnerability of a new coach versus just jumping up there. And the members were like, you were just right next to me. And, and you know, so yeah, we've, we've all seen that for sure. Yeah. Just, yeah. just just some thoughts there. That's great, man. I, I think about onboarding new coaches, like as an owner, I know you do too. Like, what's the process that you go through letting your members know like, hey, this is the stage that Jimmy is at, or this is where he's at now in his development. But I've never thought about it like that of, when you are the coach and you finally get the platform, so to speak, to stand on, mm-hmm. what happens? And I, I think, man, that even me, I kind of got goosebumps listening to you talk like that because I know if I was in that class, 
and somebody said that and had that vulnerability, it'd be like, all right, let's go. We're just going to have a great time. Right. It, it gives it gives the individual grace when they're imperfect because you may be used to Josh's coaching or Sean's coaching, and it might be at a certain level. And then you have, you know, let's just call them Dave. And Dave gets up here and he's new and he maybe isn't as well-spoken and he's not as sure of himself yet. But man, you know, he is passionate. He loves this. He wants to help. And he, he spoke that at the beginning. You know, I think there's a lot of power there for coaches. So, you know, working with these, these new coaches that come into the, the group coaching course on the two brain coaching side, you know, they, they have this period of online learning and then they also get mentorship, you know, on a zoom call with you. Mm-hmm. But I know that I've, I've gotten a lot of questions. I don't know if you have from coaches and owners alike, you know, how do you, how do you coach coaches from afar? You know, how can you ensure that they're getting better on the floor if you can't actually be there to take or observe their classes? Yeah, it's a great question, you know, and a great coach is always aware that this refinement of their craft is going to be ongoing forever. There's never a point when we've, we've reached it. Um, you know, particularly to what you're speaking about, obviously the mentorship is huge. I love those calls with individuals and within those calls, there has been, you know, when I've worked with, with coaches, a good amount of role play. So we've implemented something, I've learned something, or they've exposed something to me that they'd like to improve or work on. And we've worked on it or I've given them tools and then they've went and used that. And we've also used, um, record pieces. So whether that's, Hey, I want you to record your whiteboard brief. I want you to get yourself recorded of you coaching this particular piece. So there's this, there's this feedback loop that they work a skill. We, we expose where they need to improve and where they, where they're aiming to. We work on that. And then we also give the, the homework, I guess you could call it outside in their, their facilities and then record that and bring that back. And it's this constant state of communication. There's coaches who I still talk to to this day after working with them in like November and December and still touch base with them on things that we were working on back then. Um, so it's this, again, this never ending pursuit of working on your craft, but just to, to kind of button that up for you, recording the mentorship is huge. Those calls, there's a lot gain in those calls and there's a lot that I'm learning uh, within those calls about coaches too. Do you find that that when, when you're getting on calls with these coaches that they're bringing some vulnerability and some honesty that maybe they might not necessarily share with their owner. Yes. And, you know, shout out to the, the mentees that I've worked with. Absolutely. It takes, it, ha- it has to be that way too. And, and I pride myself on creating an environment where I meet an individual on the first time and, you know, within a few moments we're getting pretty deep and creating an environment where they feel warm and welcome to do that. And I don't just take that with me, with the coaches that I work with, but I take that with me, with my members uh, in my facility as well. And I think obviously coaches, that should be something that we are always working towards. Um, But absolutely, Josh, you know, we have to create that relationship together for them to be truly open, truly transparent, truly vulnerable. So there is room to grow. Yeah, it's funny because I've talked to uh, a lot of coaches and owners, you know, through this whole process with two brain coaching. And and that's been this completely unexpected 
positive outcome that has transpired that these coaches are getting on calls with you guys and, and they're being completely honest and vulnerable, you know, about what their intentions are within the profession, you know, what they're getting or not getting potentially from their owner. And that's always a, a, a tough conversation, I'm sure, for this coach to have. So the fact that they've got, you know, you and everybody else on our team that can kind of facilitate this discussion, I, I think is a huge uh, understated benefit that I don't know if any of us on the team could have expected that to, to take place. But I'm so very thankful because I think more than anything, what it does is it really pushes our profession forward, you know? Absolutely. And I think, I think just like in, you know, my gym and with these working with these coaches virtually, you have to look across the screen or across the room or in front of you at a person and see something that is extremely genuine and congruent. Mm -hmm. And that leads from the heart that I genuinely want to help. I care. I'm invested. I want to get to know you. You're important to me. Yes, you're a stranger, but you know we are connected now. And that's the root. And then from there, the magic can happen. So what are, what are some of the other, let's say, non-technical skills that you think are, are really important for coaches to develop and embody and, and use just to be successful? Um, I, you, I mean, maybe, maybe I can give you a little bit of context. So yeah, yeah. I, I talk to uh, coaches and owners a lot. And uh, a frequent question is, well, I'm thinking about taking, you know, this certification. What do you think? And anytime I hear like a continuing ed or a certification or this course, um, it's it's usually very technical in nature, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I want to get better at Olympic lifting or I want to get better at this specific methodology. And they think that that's going to be the key to unlock, you know, being an even better and better and better coach. Mm -hmm what do you think are some other things that they should be developing to really become successful? Is it, is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it, should they take public speaking, uh, focus on building relationships, personal development? What a great question. You know, the stuff you alluded to earlier, like the craft type stuff, the working, you know, refining your craft in Olympic lifting or gymnastics, that stuff is of course important. But in my opinion, the stuff that moves the needle the most is going to be relationship building. And that, that area, you're going to have relationships your entire life in, in, in the gym and out of the gym. So it's a skill that deserves striving to get to mastery. And, and I say mastery, but it's always that elusive end result, which is never going to be there. Yeah, you never get there. You never get there. Public speaking is also so critical. Uh, that's one of those things, the more you do it, the more comfortable you're going to be. I remember, and I'm sure you do too, getting up there the first few times of class and you're just nervous and, and you can see it in coaches because you were just around your friends and now all of a sudden you got however many, 20 eyeballs on you and you're just creating these stories in your mind. Those two to me are the most important. Of course, sales, uh, marketing, these things are extremely important. Uh, so is the, the understanding, the Olympic lifts. Of course, but if you cannot genuinely connect with another human being, that's a problem. If you can't go up to them, ask questions, and really the questions 
and caring are your key to success. Asking people questions and caring and remembering what they're saying and what they're sharing, uh, being invested in them, building a dense relationship that you want to stand the test of time. Yeah, you know, I'm as you were saying that the relationship building piece, I, I was thinking back to uh, very early in the episode where you said, and I brought this out, one of my nuggets when you were describing a great group class is, you know, you're delivering this experience that somebody is going to go and share and brag about. So the way that I hear it as an owner, you know, and working with coaches at Two Brain Coaching is, okay, if I can get you to, to build great relationships, to communicate, to show that you care, and deliver this great group class, the sales and marketing, they take care of themselves. In a, in a way, right? Yeah, that there's, of course, there's, there's work to be done there. But that's a huge element of that, you know, Josh, and you, you speak right to it, where when people are raving, not only about the class, about the experience, but about the individual, mm-hmm. that and I mean, I don't want to like, I'm not here to pat myself on the back or my team. But I just think about what a lovely community we have, and how the, the way we lead from our core values and who we are genuine and authentically and how our members openly will, will brag to these people and these people are just so intrigued to then meet us. And I'll give you a really classic example. Um, I, we have this member and she's, she's 60. She's so sweet. She's got this Russian accent. I wish I could imitate it right now because it's awesome. And she works for a gynecologist and she got her, uh, her boss, the, the gynecologist, um, a session with me for, for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm going to go to the kind of like wrap around to the end here now. And the gynecologist, after one session had said, I don't know why I waited so long to come here to meet you. Marina would, uh, her name is Marina, would always brag about you to me and tell you, tell me how great you are. And it was obviously getting over that, that, that fear, the hurdles, the stories right. that we all have. But the member the the member you know talking up not only the experience of how great this gym is this class is etc these people but this person and as an owner that's your that's your coach you know and I'm, that's not just me my that's my team too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that's so valuable for coaches to strive to be world class to lead these experiences to hit these marks because that's that's the that's the lifeblood of the business yeah, and man, what a what a great representation of just what it what it actually means to deliver this great service. Because you know, uh, every year at Christmas time, um, I'm famous for always getting like new pairs of shoes, and it has trended into every year I get my staff new pairs of shoes. Well, uh, this year was a little bit different, and supplies were short, and COVID, and all that. So. Um, uh, several weeks before I was going to go and buy all the gifts, my wife and I went to a really nice restaurant. Um, it's not the same one that I talked about at the summit a couple of years ago. It was a difference, but it was a nice steakhouse. And that's one of my favorite things to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we went and just had the most exceptional time at this restaurant. I mean, the service was great. The ambiance, just everything. It was just so amazing. And so we were, my wife and I were talking and I said, uh, you know, I'm not going to do the shoe thing because of, you know, whatever circumstances. 
she's like, why don't you get everybody gift cards to this restaurant? And so that's what we did. I mean, we bought, you know, hundreds of dollars worth of all these gift cards for the staff um, because I had such an amazing experience just at that one outing that I wanted everybody else to experience. And it's because of the service, you know, that, that I got delivered. You know, if it, if it had just been another night out with a great steak, eh, I might have told a couple people, but I certainly wouldn't have invested my money to getting other people to take up that experience too. So that's a great story, a great share. And it just stamps to the coaches and the, you know, the gym owners out there. World class coaching is your service. Mm, yeah. And providing that creates what you just mentioned this, I want to go back tomorrow. Or I yeah. want to tell people about this and I want them to experience this too. Yeah. So get this. This is funny. And, and, and it, it has nothing to do with what we're talking about, except for the continuing the steak dinner story. Um, when it was Capital Grill, for those that are wondering, but um, when, when you buy uh, a certain dollar amount of gift cards, they actually give you 10% of the value back in a gift card and they send you uh, in a uh, a rose gold box, a wooden box, a set of steak knives from their restaurant. So we got these, you know, this nice set of knives that probably are still stuck under our uh, cabinet. But it was just a, a really incredible gesture. That's awesome. So, okay, as a gym owner, mm -hmm. um, whether you know yourself or people that are listening, you know, we've got this team and we want to replicate awesome team members. Mm -hmm what do you look for when you're hiring? You know, what do you look for in a potential coach when it comes to hiring somebody new? That they absolutely love people. They love helping people. They are team oriented. They're growth oriented and growth mindset. Um, they are coachable no matter their age, their experience level or you know, their fitness level, um, you know, and I, when I, you know, when thinking about this, I'm thinking of my, my two studs, uh, Abby and Nolan, and I, I wish the listeners could see them in action, uh, just a, just a, a personal shout out to them. But, um, they, when I think about hiring, I think of those two and who they have become, um, and those things right there are their foundation. And then from there, you can grow. You can grow, um, you know, inside the business, whatever success looks like to you, um, you know, but those things to me uh, are what I would look for. That's awesome, man. Well, um, I think that's a great place to, to end it. And Sean, uh, I just want to say thank you so much for your time today. And one of the things that as I'm listening to this, and obviously you're part of the two brain coaching team and you were chosen for this, this particular uh, mentorship position on this course for a reason. Um, but if anybody out there is listening and feels like I do that, man, I have somebody who I think would be a great group coach, or you've got group coaches that think that they could take something away from Sean. Um, like I do, how, how can they, how can they get in touch with you, man? Yeah. Well, first, thank you for the opportunity to be on the podcast and thank you for those who have listened up to this point. Um, 
I hope you've taken something, something away and are smiling somewhere. Um, absolutely. I would love to help. You know, that is, that is why we do what we do. Help first. Um, I can be reached at Sean at two brain coaching.com uh, and on the, the group coaching uh, modules. Awesome. Yeah. So Sean, like I said, everyone is the, uh, the, the mentor that heads up the group coaching course. Mm-hmm. You can find that on twobraincoaching.com. If you've got a, somebody that is going to be a brand new coach, if you've got a veteran coach and you want to polish their skills and really take them from where they are to being world-class, I would not hesitate in getting on board um, with Sean and uh, the course he's, he's in charge of and getting onto his schedule before it fills up real quick. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. All right, guys. Take care. Chris Cooper's new book, Gym Owner's Handbook, is out now. To get the book and start growing your fitness business today, click the link in the show notes.